Good morning, church. Welcome to this Sunday morning. Hopefully your, your week's been good, your weekend's been all right, and you're, you're ready to get into the Word this morning. Yeah, so just before we begin, I'm going to pray real quick, just to make sure that everything that is said, hopefully by me, is, uh, is from God and not just from my own, my own understanding and my own ego, maybe, yeah? So let's pray. Amen. Father, we thank you so much for your goodness. We thank you for your love. And right now, as we, uh, as we delve into your word and into what you might have to say to us this morning, Lord, we pray that our hearts would be ready and expectant, waiting for what it is that you have to say to us, Lord. If there's just a verse or a word that you have to share with us, Lord, we pray that those words and those verses might sink deep into our hearts. And Lord, that we might be able to call on those things, Lord, as we go throughout the weeks that we still have ahead, Lord, to be able to lead others in order to live out a, a life, dear Father, that is uh, a glorifying of your kingdom. Lord, we thank you so much for your goodness. Holy Spirit, would you have your way here today, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So, today uh, I'm going to be talking to us a bit about confidence. Yeah? Confidence and, uh, and where your confidence might be. And in a, at a time like this, I think it's important for us to talk about confidence. Yeah? So, um, in your own lives, have you ever had a situation or a time where your confidence was just shaken? And I mean like something happened, an event occurred where you were just, you were at a loss for words and you were just taken aback. Everything maybe that you had thought at the time was just turned upside down. And you, if, if, you, if you know what I mean, please just, I don't know, put an emoticon or, or say amen in the, in the chat. But respond somehow. Just there's a time in your life where your confidence was just shaken. Yeah, um, I've got a few times when when my confidence was shaken. Uh, the first one that I've got written down was uh, when I was, I'd say probably, I was, I'd say maybe I was about twelve or thirteen years old, and um, I'm the eldest of three boys, so it's always my job to be the strongest, most dominant, powerful one of the three of us. All right. Anyway. That was what I thought, and that's, I had confidence in that. And um, like I said, I was about maybe 12, maybe 13 years old, and uh, it, was a, it might have been a weekend, and I was arm wrestling with my dad. And my brothers, we were all just laying on the ground, mucking around, and we all arm wrestled each other. And then I had to verse my younger brother, who's about maybe a year and a bit younger than me. Yeah, just, I'm not going to say two years, because that would make it worse. So maybe a year and eight months, something like that. And uh, I, 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 we, we, we laid down in front of each other and we put our arms out and we arm wrestled. And for the first time ever, he, he actually beat me. And I tell you about shaking confidence, that shook me like to my core. I was like, how dare you? I'm the eldest. How are you going to come here and beat me and, and arm wrestle? I, and I, I think it hit me actually that hard. I, I don't remember arm wrestling him again after that. I think that was like that was probably his one hit a quitter because I didn't want to arm wrestle him again after that because it, it really did shake my confidence in myself and in my strength. I was like, man, I slapped this guy around and now he's beating me at arm wrestling. Uh, another time in my life where I, I, my confidence was shaking, probably on a bit more serious note, was uh, when I was in high school and uh, there was a friend that I had and... This friend of mine, we, we weren't the closest of friends, but we played footy together and uh, we were acquaintances and during class we'd have jokes and we'd say hey to each other every time we walked past each other. 
But um, I remember I was in year 12 and it was the first holiday back, oh, the first holiday after the first term of year 12. And um, the news didn't get, get around as quickly as it does nowadays. We didn't have Instagram and Facebook. We didn't have instant messenger. No one had a, had a touchscreen phone actually back then. Not that I remember anyway. But um, those were the days of MySpace and instant messenger. Thumbs up in the chat if you still remember those. <laughs> um, so I texted one of my friends and we were, we were just chatting over a text and he, he said that he gave, me, he gave me a call after we were texting for a little while and he, he said, uh, oh, did you hear about Bernsey? And I said, no, I didn't hear about Bernsey. What happened? But it actually, what had happened was that one of our, one of our mates who, like I said, I, I wasn't the best mate with, or we weren't in the real, the same type group of friends, but we played footy together and we always chatted uh, when we got the opportunity, but this mate Bernsey had been in a motorcycle accident, and the mate that I was talking to, he was, he was real sombre and his voice was you know, sort of real low, and I'd, I'd never heard my mate talk like that, but he said that Bernsey had actually passed away, and that Talk about a time when your confidence might be shaken. That shook me quite a bit. Um, I still remember that from that point, I was just thinking about all the interactions that I had with him and all the things that I could have said, that I should have said, and maybe that I didn't say. And so it really gave me a, a, a shaking in my confidence, in my confidence in life, to, to understand that you know nothing's ever really guaranteed. And so it got me to to start to question my confidence in that way. And uh, the last example that I have is really close to home. A couple of years ago, I got a phone call from my mum saying that one of my closest family members, uh, a brother, really, um, we were first cousins, but I, I could only describe him as a brother, um, he had actually passed away. And it was really, really a hard time and a really a time where my confidence was really shaken and my confidence not only in, um, in, in life but my confidence in God was even questioned a bit. Um, and for most of you, you know, you sort of know my testimony. I, I, I talk about it all the time. I grew up in church, you know, I grew up in the pews and I slept in the pews and I woke up in the pews and ate in the pews. I, I literally grew up in the church. And as I grew up in the church, this brother of mine was right there alongside me, and we ate off of the same plate. And we, you know, and I, I, didn't, I annoyed, I know I annoyed the, I annoyed the pants off him. Really, I'd, I'd annoy him all the time. I was his younger, younger cousin, but we were like brothers. And growing up in the church and in that type of atmosphere, and just knowing that family and and all that closeness that we had together, but. This cousin of mine was actually in the army and didn't realize that he, oh, we'd heard, sorry, that he was dealing with PTSD and I, I never really took it serious. And then this phone call, phone call came from my mum saying that he had actually taken his own life and it shook my confidence. It really shook the core of me um, and, and I actually started to question a lot of things around me and my confidence started to wane. Even my confidence in God. But what about for you? Is there any time in your life, I'm not telling you to 
to maybe tell your partner or tell someone else in the house, you don't have to put it up on the chat or anything, but has there ever been a time or has there ever been a time in your own life where your confidence has really, really been shaken? I mean, even in today's context, I think it's a good question to be asking with uh, the pandemic and the way that it's playing, playing out around the world. It's not hard to lose confidence when you see so many things in the world are going very, what seems to be in our eyes, very wrong. Yeah? Thankfully, in losing our confidence, the Word and the Bible is always the authority in every single aspect of our lives, so we can go to the Word. So if you have your Bibles with you, I'm going to ask you to turn over to Isaiah chapter 8, and we're going to read from verses 11 to verse 17. Yeah, let's, let's read through that together real quick. I'm reading from the NIV. Whatever translation you have, that's fine. Okay, so starting in verse 11. The Lord spoke to me with his strong hand upon me, warning me not to follow the way of this people. He said, Do not call conspiracy everything that these people call conspiracy. Do not fear what they fear, and do not dread it. The Lord Almighty is the one you are to regard as holy. He is the one you are to fear. He is the one you are to dread. And he will be a sanctuary. But for both houses of Israel, he will be a stone that causes men to stumble and a rock that makes them fall. And for the people of Jerusalem, he will be a trap and a snare. Many of them will stumble. They will fall and be broken. They will be snared and captured. Blind up the... Oh, sorry. Bind up the testimony and seal up the law among my disciples. I will wait for the Lord who is hiding his face from the house of Jacob. I will put my trust in him. Okay, just to give you a bit of background and context to what's happening in before Isaiah is actually speaking these words, um, the house of Israel has been broken up before this. Okay, so Judah... And Israel or Jerusalem are two separate entities at this time. And excuse me, Assyria, Assyria is going throughout the region, and they're conquering lands, and they're they're taking them for their own and making them their spoils. So at this time, also Assyria is looking to align with Jerusalem. So Jerusalem and Judah, remember, they're they're separate at the moment because the uh, the people of the Jerusalem, the northern parts of Jerusalem, they decide oh, they did not want Solomon's son to be king. So that's, that's another story. But know that the people of Jerusalem or the other parts of Israel were going to be aligning with Assyria to take over Judah. This is where Isaiah is. And what they are trying to do is to come in, take over the land and appoint their own king so that their own king might be able to rule the way that they wanted them to rule. So if you're, if you're thinking about confidence wavering, I think this is a pretty good time to, to be questioning your confidence as, as they're, they're, they're going through such a tumultuous time, uh, uh, through, through such a hard time as, as a nation because they can see the Assyrian army just dominating the surrounding lands and they're going about just terrorizing the areas that they're going to. And Judah can see this. The nation of Judah can see it. And so, so you can understand that they might be scared. Yeah? 
and the uh, the the warning or the 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 words that we hear from verses eleven to seventeen of this verse is what God says to Isaiah should be Judah's reaction in this time. So as the armies are coming toward them, God says this to Isaiah. Starting in verse 11 again, he says, The Lord spoke to me with this strong hand upon me, warning me not to follow the way of this people, he said. Uh, In the New Living Translation, let me just pull that up real quick. It reads, The Lord has given me strong warning not to think like everyone else does, he said. So as we're going through times that may be shaking our confidence or we're seeing things happening around us that might cause us to want to go astray, the Lord says, don't think the way that other people are thinking. He says, don't line yourselves up with the way that they're talking. He says, don't get caught up in the chit-chat. Yeah? Because the conversations that you have and those type of the talk that you have during a time like this, they're very important. Yeah? Because, uh, like, for example, when you walk into work, yeah, if you, you're working up on a beautiful Monday morning, everyone loves Mondays, right? <laughs> if you're working up on a, on a beautiful Monday morning, you've gotten ready, you're in a good mood, you had an you you awesome time with God in the morning, and you're in the right attitude to get to work, you're just ready to smash the day out, and you get to work, and you the first person you run into just happened to wake up on the wrong side of the bed. Right? They're working up on the wrong side of the bed and they're just ready to ruin everyone else's day. So you take a minute or you take a couple of minutes and you sit there and you chat with them and every word that comes out of their mouth is just negative. Yeah? Sometimes you can walk away from that conversation in a worse mood than that person, person is sometimes. Yeah? You, you understand? You I think some of us have had that experience other times when I've walked into work just in a good mood and just walking into the, the, uh, the smoker room where we usually clock on and off. Just the demeanor of a particular, I'm not going to mention his name, but a particular person <laughs> has just put me off and I was just like, I had to just clock on and just walk out. I was like, you're not going to ruin my day today. It's <laughs> just started. All right. So the things that we're listening to can also determine whether or not we're still filled with confidence. So what are you listening to at this time? Yeah, are you are you listening to the word of God? Are you reading the word of God or are you allowing you know wind news and channel seven to, to dictate the things that we're thinking about? Are we allowing social media to to shape our thinking around the time that we're in right now in the middle of a pandemic? Because if you're allowing it to, to go into your ears and into your eyes, it, it's going to have an effect. Yeah? Let's move on. So moving into verse 12. And verse 12 reads, Don't call everything a conspiracy like they do, and don't live in dread of what frightens them. Now, I'm not a conspiracy theorist. I'm sure there's, there's, there might be some watching. But... um. Let's not get too caught up in them. I mean, one of them possibly is right, right? They can't all be right. One of them is, is probably right. <laughs> yeah. 
But let's not spend so much time focusing on them that they're actually taking us away from God's Word. And they're taking us away from spending time deliberately and intentionally in worship and in our quiet place in a time of prayer. So let's, let's, let's start to drown out the, the white noise that is coming from society. Yeah, all this negativity that's, that's just being spun around day after day. I mean, there, there isn't any new news on the news. They're, 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 they're always, it seems like we're always hearing the same narrative. There's, always, there's, there's a fire, there's a drought, there's floods, and now there's coronavirus. It's never a good spin on anything. So if you're wanting to walk away from, with a good mood, I think you're better off reading what's in here than spending time in front of the TV watching the news. Amen? Amen. Uh, let's move on to verse, verses 13 to 15. The Lord Almighty is the one you are to regard as holy. He is the one you are to fear. He is the one you are to dread. He will be a sanctuary. But for both houses of Israel, he will be a stone that causes men to stumble and a rock that makes them fall. And for the people of Jerusalem, he will be a trap and a snare. Many of them will stumble. They will fall and be broken. They will be snared and captured. Believe what these verses are saying, that we need to make up in our minds that God's voice is the voice that matters in our lives. Allowing so many voices into our lives, it, it's, and it's not an, uncom- an uncommon thing. I mean, I've, I've fought pretty to it myself. It's just, you can't help the voices that are happening around you. Yeah, you, you walk into work and there's voices talking of, of different things happening around the world or, or different things happening in this community. And you, you can even walk into church and hear voices of people that might be speaking in different ways that might not be in line with, with what we're doing as a church. I mean, the, the, the voices of, of the world, they're always, they're always going. They, they, they don't stop. Yeah? They, don't, they don't shut up. But the idea, I believe what God is pointing us to in verse 13 is that the voices might be there, but you can choose who you listen to. You can actually make a conscious decision that I'd rather not listen to that voice. It might be going, and it can keep on going, but I'm not choosing to align my thinking and my listening up with that. I choose to listen to what the Word of God says. And God says that I'm able to be delivered from whatever adversary is in front of me. And God says that I am righteous. I love uh, Pastor Jamie's talk on communion, that we are perfectly righteous because of the blood of Christ. And I, I, we wholeheartedly agree with that as a church, that that is exactly who we are and that's who God calls us to be. And so living out the righteous life is not something that we try to earn. It's who we are, first of all, as we've accepted Christ. So make up in our minds the voice that we're going to listen to. Yeah, the best way to keep our confidence in God is to decide that His voice matters and that that's not only a word for the folk who don't know God, but it's also a word for us as a church. Being saved or being someone who has accepted salvation doesn't automatically mean that we're obedient only to God's word. I know that's the experience in my life. Uh, I've been saved. Well, I'm 30. Whew. At least 35 years I've been saved now. And that's not... Oh, 35. I just said I'm 30. And now for 35 years I've been saved. I was saved before the womb. No. 
I've been saved for at least 25 years, sorry. But, um, yeah, so it, it doesn't automatically make you all of a sudden act differently. Being saved or being part of a church, doesn't, it's not an automatic reaction. Not at all. And in fact, I wish that were the case. I wish that it was just, yeah, I'd, I'd just stop doing everything wrong. That would be easy. But it's, it's actually listening to God's voice and following His instruction that allows my, myself and my life to follow the righteousness that He's brought for me in Christ. Amen? Amen. Uh, and last off, we'll, we'll, we're going to go and finish up verse 17, which we had finished off, or which we had read through before. Let me just pull that up. Sorry, I'm going back and forth here because I've, I've got NIV in the, in the Word in front of me and I've, I've been writing a bit out of the NLT, New Living. So verse 17 says, I will wait for the Lord who has turned away from the descendants of Jacob and I will put my hope in Him. Now, understand what Isaiah is saying here. Because the Assyrian army, they don't get stopped. They actually do come through and overthrow Judah. And God's already told Isaiah that this is going to happen. And still he says in verse 17, I will wait for the Lord who has turned away from the descendants of Jacob, and I will put my hope in him. And it's not that it's a hope in vain. It's not that it's a hope or a confidence in futility. Because even if the adversaries and, and even if the, the virus that we're having to, to deal with and the reason that we're having to meet like this online, even if it overtakes us, it ought not to shake the confidence that we have in God because God is still God even in our worst situations. And sometimes that's just, that's just hard to accept. Like I said at the, at, at the beginning when I was sharing some of my testimony, when my closest cousin passed away, I had to come to a realization that God is still holy and righteous and all-powerful and deserving of all of me, even though this has happened to our family. And that was a hard thing to accept, and I, because I just I, I didn't understand it, and I sort of didn't want to. But God still deserved my confidence because He's proven His time, He's proven His worthiness, and He's proven His faithfulness time and time and time again, regardless of what I've had to go through. And what I've had to go through is trivial in comparison to what our, our, our Lord and our Savior has done for us. It doesn't make it any less painful. It doesn't make it, uh, uh, sorry, not painful, sorry. It doesn't make it any less important and it doesn't make it uh, uh, any less of an issue for us just because it pales in comparison, but it, it can put it in perspective for us that regardless of what we feel like we're suffering and what we're having to have 
having had to give up. God and Jesus, Jesus Christ had to give up, give up so much more for us. Amen? So during these times, when there is so much going on in the world and yet so little as we're confined and isolated in our homes, what voices are we listening to? And where are we placing our confidence? Whose voice have we decided matters most in our lives? And although it seems that the world may be closing in around us, is our confidence, or better yet, even our faith telling us that God is in control? And I get it, like, you can say to me, like, Mike, it's easy to say that God's in control and things are going good, and I understand that, whole, uh, understand that wholeheartedly. But can we as a church believe that even when things look tough and our family is going through a loss or a friendship or a relationship is broken up, can we still say that our confidence lies wholly in Jesus Christ our Lord? So just like Isaiah even though they were overrun by the Assyrian army and the land was taken. And you can read about it in the Old Testament. There's a lot to read there. Isaiah just decided that, no, my confidence still stays in the God and I'll, in God, in the God of heaven's armies and I will continue to wait on him. My confidence lies in him. So maybe you're hearing all this for the first time. And we've actually been praying for you because I don't know what it would be like to have to go through times like this without a confidence in a God who actually loves me or a hope in a future that promises so much more than we can ever look for and create on this earth. So right now you're going to see a little pop-up in the chat that might say, uh, that'll say, raise your hand or... And if you'd like to respond to that, you'd like to receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, because the Bible says that if you confess with your mouth and you believe in your heart that Jesus Christ is Lord, that you will be saved. So I just want to put this opportunity out to you. And if you'd like to accept that, I just hope that you'd, you'd hit, the, hit the button there that says raise your hand. If you're on Facebook and you're watching us on Facebook Live, leave a comment. Yeah, so we might be able to get in contact with any of you watching this sometime in the future on YouTube. Visit the church page and send us an email and we'd love to get into contact with you because this is only the beginning of a journey. Amen. And it's a journey that's so worthwhile and filled with other people that will be able to encourage you as well. So if you're making that decision this morning, we want to pray with you. So let's pray. Father, thank you for sending your son Jesus to the cross. Thank you, Jesus, for dying for me and for taking on all of my sin. I believe that you died on the cross for my sins and I want you to lead me all the days of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Welcome to the family. Please get in contact with us.
Church, be blessed. Enjoy your week.
Well, thank you so much to Nathan and Naomi for leading us in song today and concluding our service. We also want to say thank you to Micah for sharing a word of encouragement with us today. And if you connected with his word and, and you made a decision for Jesus for the first time today, then we want to know about it. How about you hit on the, on the screen right now or comment on the bottom of your Facebook screen. How about you just raise your hand and say, you know what, I gave my life to Jesus and you... Fill in the form so that we can connect with you, make a phone call or something and touch base and encourage you and pray for you. Thank you, Jamie, for the communion message. Thank you, Reuben, for being able to share with us our announcements. Church, next week I'm going to be back sharing the word. Uh, I'm going to start a series on Romans 8 and uh, encouraging time of hope in the season that we're in. And I uh, hope you'll tune in for that next week. Uh, I'll do the next three weeks and then someone else will pop on. So I'm looking forward to being with you in your home once again. So for this week and for the next week coming, let you be, may you be encouraged in all that you're doing. And may God bless you as you continue to reach out and encourage other people. God bless you, church.